Hi everyone, it's me, Miss V. How are you? I'm alright. Uh, what happened today? Um, we've woken up fairly early. I woke up at five o'clock this morning by the other half going for a wee. So then I got up and I had a homemade truffle, which was very nice, and then some leftover gammon and cheese sauce. Really gorgeous. I love those kinds of um, leftover from the roast uh, dinner that we had yet, uh, yesterday. And it was just bliss, wonderful. And then I had some lemon, actual real lemon and hot water. And then I went back to bed and slept until 7.30 when Reuben, I woke up and Reuben was like staring at me in the face. And then he was saying um, that he wanted me to get up. So I, I didn't want to get up. And so then um, I said I'd get up at 8.30. Um, so then he came back into bed at 8 o'clock. And then proceeded to poke me in my face for half an hour. Oscar came in and was lovely and sweet and just gave me cuddles. But Reuben just proceeded just to poke me. And then he got a um, loofah, one of those loofah things, and massaged my legs, which was really sweet. It was really lovely. Um, but he got one of those. Um, and then what did we do? Then I had a quick bath and... Um, then we watched the, the original Star Wars film, um, the first one, not, not the first, as in number one, as in the first film which came out first, um, which I remember seeing, I remember going to see that with my dad in, oh, wherever it was. Leicester Square, Leicester Square, I think I think it was Leicester Square, he'll let me know if I've got that wrong, um, I'm going to see him and I must have been about 12 I think, and it was, it, anyway it was a big deal for me to go and see that with my daddy, it was majorly big and I felt really important, um, and yeah I loved it, I loved Star Wars, but then me and my dad have always watched those types of films together. Um, loved Star Trek, Star Wars. Um, we watched all those type of films. Um, and, yeah, we those type of films we really all have always loved. Um, and, yeah, we'll happily just sit and watch any of those type of things. Independence Day... Um, all those type of films. Just love them. Love them, love them, love them. Yeah, so it was time to, you know, I, I showed the boys E.T. Um, and then I've shown them that. That's good. So I've just got to continue their education, really. Um, make sure that they're well-rounded individuals with uh, a proper understanding of what real films are like. So... Oh, I think the sun's come out as well now, because it was pretty grim. Pretty grim. It's 
spoken to my sister. She's all right. She's trying to get her head round um, having to use a mask. Otherwise, she's just not going to eat. It's going to be awful. Um, and she's thin. So, you know, she has to eat. Otherwise, she'll just fade away. Um, but, yeah, she's okay still. Um, I spoke to my mum and dad yesterday. They're okay. Yeah, everything's all right. Everybody's okay. Um, right, righty, right, right, right. Okay, so um, we're going to look at a couple of different things. So today we're going to carry on. Um, so Sonnet 16 carries on from Sonnet 15. So just to remind you what Sonnet 15 was about. It's Sonnet 15. Uh, was well, It wasn't too bad, if you remember. Uh, when I consider everything that grows holds in perfection but a little moment, that this huge stage presenteth naught but shows, whereon the stars in secret influence comment. When I perceive that men as plants increase, cheered and checked even by the same self-sky, vaunting their youthful sap at height decrease, and wear their brave state out of memory. Then the conceit of this inconstant stay sets you most rich in youth before my sight, where wasteful time debateth with decay to change your day, day of youth to solid night, and all in war with time for love of you, as he takes from you, I engraft you new. Right, so we spoke about that yesterday, so you can, if you, if, um, you haven't heard it, uh, then I refer you back to yesterday's um, uh, yesterday's sonnet. Okay, so today's sonnet is continuing on from that, and this is today's sonnet, sonnet 16. But wherefore do you not a mightier way make war upon this bloody tyrant time, and fortify yourself in your decay? with means more blessed than my barren rhyme. Now stand you on the top of happy hours and many maidens' gardens get unset. With virtuous wish, would you bear your living flowers much likelier than your painted counterfeit? So should the line of life that life repair which this time's pencil or my pupil pen, neither in inward worth nor outward fair, can make you live yourself in eyes of men. To give away yourself keeps yourself still, and you must live drawn by your own sweet skill. Okay, so there are a couple of bit of tricky ones in there so to give yourself keeps yourself still that's tricky to say and also neither in inward worth so um the the repeated words um are tricky that or so should the lines of life that life repair um a bit tricky to say for the for the reader um Okay, so let's go from the top. But wherefore do not you a mightier way? But why not take advantage of a stronger way um, to make war upon this bloody tyrant time? 
to fight against this bloody tyrant time. So why is time such a bloody tyrant? Well, because it dictates. Um, time is such a, a tyrant because it dictates the way that everything goes. You cannot fight against time, especially in that time, uh, that era, because there was no... Uh, there was nothing that you could use. There was no um, plastic surgery. You just had to um, bend to the will of time. Um, every there was no there was no forestalling it. And fortify yourself in your decay with means more blessed than my barren rhyme. Uh, time uh, and strengthen and strength and strengthen, can't speak, and fortify, and strengthen yourself in your old age in a happier way than with my useless sonnet, my barren rhyme, barren, again, to be barren again. Uh, So he's using being barren to be childless, um, but he's also using it in the way of being useless. Now stand you on the top of happy hours, now he's not speaking about happy hours as in uh, the way that we know about um, uh, drinking times, but he's saying now your capacity for pleasure is at its peak um, uh, and many maiden gardens yet unset and many virtuous maidens would love to marry you um, and with virtuous wish would bear your living flowers, your living flowers, your ch- your children. Um, uh, marry and bear your children. Uh, who would recreate your image much better than any art, any artificial re- reproduction, much likelier than your painter painted counterfeit. Uh, so much better than any artificial reproduction such like uh, a painting or a, or a poem so he's saying actually um although my poems are, are good actually a child would be a much better reproduction of your beauty than um any poem or painting could ever be um so should the lines of life that life repair. The faces of your children will renew your life, much like a puppy um, always brings life back to um, an older puppy or an older person. Um, uh, so should the lines of life repair. Um, time... Uh, which this time's pencil or my pupil pen neither in inward worth nor outward fare. Time created you and brought you to your present state of perfection, but it cannot preserve your inner worth or outer beauty. Um, it can make you live yourself in eyes of men, um, and neither can my poetry. Um, my poetry can only do so much but actually having a child um, is the only thing that's going to truly represent the um, total fabulousness fabulousness of your beauty. Um, To give away 
to give away yourself keeps yourself still. Having a baby would preserve, preserve your image. That's the only thing to give away um, that part of yourself. Um, and you must live drawn by your own sweet skill. Um, and having a baby would preserve your own image and ensure that you live on by your own design. So, so once again, so saying that only through um, the, the reproduction of, uh, through reproduction would um, a copy, a true copy be made um, of this man, um, which would be a, a real representation of how beautiful and how awesome this man is. Nothing else will be would be good enough. Um, so there you go. Um, it, you know, there's nothing. There's nothing horrible in that. Um, it's, it's it's a you know there are bits of it that are quite clever. Um, and it's a bit disparaging against his own poetry, which is quite, um, uh, quite hum- humbling. I don't know whether or not that's, um, or whether or not that's um, tongue in cheek. Um, uh, yeah, it is. It is quite clever. Um, maybe he's just getting a little bit frustrated now. Um, and saying, you know, just saying, look, mate, um, my poetry is not going to, <laughs> to do you justice. Only you can do yourself justice. Um, who knows? Um, you know, like we've said, who knows? Um, but um, yes, so far, you know, he's not lost his temper. So, you know, in this bit, Um but he is saying that time, you know, this time, time will only be fought by actually having a child, um, because a painting or a poem won't do this this man justice. Okay, so um, who, what, what poem are we going to look at today? Well, I thought we'd look at instead of I've, we've looked at the, um, people in the past, and I thought I'd look at um, somebody quite contemporary um, and so I've looked at somebody called Joelle Taylor who is um, she is let me just get the notes um, Joelle Taylor is one of the Slam Poetry's leading lights and the founder of National Youth Slam's Championship um, uh, which is called Slam Ambassadors. Um, and she said that there were few opportunities in the area that she grew up in to access the arts. Um, so spoken word allowed her to bypass uh, literary gatekeepers because she lived in quite a um, uh, a working class area where um, there wasn't any sort of real access to... Um, to the arts um, and because of the fact that she was working class um, there wasn't a lot of um, a huge amount of high class or, or 
um, high culture. Um, and so she didn't have the ability to go to a lot of theatre um, and, and didn't have a massive foundation in, in all of the sort of... Um, in all of the uh, foundation of, of the arts. Um, so she didn't have that cultural experience. Um, she said that poets have... This, uh, I found this in, uh, in an article at 2019. So she, she's not talking about what is going on now, but I think that we can apply it to what is going on now. Um, poets have always been the social commentators of the moment, turning the issues that are bubbling under the surface um, um, and tuning in, uh, tuning into the, sorry, tuning into the issues that are bubbling under the surface. Actually, to be honest with you, I, I've heard that about actors as well um, and that artists, artists um, are really the reflectors of what's going on um, at the moment, um, and one of the one of the people that I think is amazing is this woman called Patsy Rodenberg, and she talks about the fact that artists are the healers of society um, because they reflect what's going on, um, so that society can see um, what is going on and the ills of the society, um, which is why at, you know, at the times of, uh, let's say, the Second World War, leading up to the Second World War um, in Germany, lots of the people who were sent to um, the concentration camps were artists um, because uh, they were talking about what was, what was, uh, going wrong um, in in Germany. Um, so anyway, I'm, I'm um, I am going away. I'm prognosticating. That's what I'm doing. I'm digressing. Okay, so slam poetry. What? So she is. Um, she uh, she takes part in slam poetry. So what is slam poetry? Slam poetry is basically performance poetry which combines performance, writing, competition and audience participation. Um, it's, uh, it is, slam poetry is performed at poetry slams. These slams come from, uh, I call that, and they come from how the audience has the power to praise or sometimes destroy a poem. Um, and the word also comes from the high energy performance style of the poets. Now, so I have found a poem um, of uh, Joelle's Taylor, Joelle Taylor's, that um, I really quite liked. Um, and it's called International Pen Pal, and she's written at the top of it. It is strange to think that everything I write or perform and every positive workshop I lead will be taxed and that money transformed into a weapons of war. An estimated 17,400 civilians have been killed since the war in Afghanistan began. 
I will work with the refugees of that war and will be taxed per poem I create and write myself. That tax will be used to create more refugees of war who I will then go and work with. Okay. This poem is a bullet, each hammered word, the march of boots, each strike of type, a semi-automatic rattle. I have written armies, do not listen to me. This poem is friendly fire. This poem is the shifting of earth, the assassin that sleeps beneath her feet as she leaves early that day to collect thin firewood that when lit will keep her family cold for centuries. This poem has waited years and when it speaks, opens its red mouth, the whole world falls to its knees and weeps. She is an explosion wrapped in ribbon. May I be forgiven? This poem is a young man uprooted from customs and potted in a tight airless room before men with tight airless smiles and asked to spell his name again and again, spell it again. This poem is a passport torn in two, stamped with boot marks. This poem is a young girl in a burqa and Nike, hiding behind a bus seat as strange dressed men come and pick off the women one by one. Sniper smiles held to their heads as soldiers look to the whispering men to speak. This poem is the last thing she reads. This poem has taken language. Each word written here has scrubbed out a mother tongue. This poem has eaten history. This poem is history. This poem lies silent beneath dusty roads or waits at the outskirts of woods or bursts into a house at 3am, sobbing through oiled shotgun-barrelled eyes with mouths of mass graves. This poem has lined relatives up against walls and told them to dance. Okay, so obviously that's different to the type of poems that we've looked at and it talks about um, it talks about how um, the, the money that so she's talking about initially um, the money that she gets everything every money that she gets, um, from a workshop will be taxed and that money, the money that's then taxed will go towards um, uh, go, go towards uh, um, weapons of war um, and so therefore she is sort of putting that into um, a direct line direct sort of dotted line um, into um, how her work is being used to 
um, is being used as a as a weapon of war. Um, and it's that's that's quite stark, isn't it? When um, when it when actually what she what she's wanting to be doing is um, words should be. Um, Uh, communication between um, people and we should be talking to each other Um, and so she's talking about um, this poem is a bullet, this poem is friendly fire Um, and um, this poem is a young man uprooted from customs um Um, this poem is a young girl um, in Berker and Nike um, and it's taken language and scrubbed at each word has written here is scrubbed at a mother tongue and um, this poem has eaten history is history um, and it's just talking about how how words um, how these words have um, eradicated history um, but did she did they mean to did they that's not what she meant for them to be her actions she was working with the refugees her she was positively trying to communicate and do something good but through her workshops what she has done is perpetuate the the work of um, the of the selling of guns. I think that's what she's trying to say. This poem has lined up relatives against the wall and told them to dance. It's quite an image, isn't it? It's quite a stark image. So um, I think, guys, um, it would be a really good idea for you to have a look at slam poetry. Slam poetry is something I think that we should be getting involved in. Um, it's really effective. Um, it's really good um, in terms of performance. Um, and it's something that us as a school would be really great at because you guys have got such uh, a huge amount of opinion um, to share with people so um, I'd really like it if you could start having a look at slam poetry Um, yeah 
So give me your opinion on that um, and maybe have a look at um, some slam poetry on YouTube. There's a, there's a whole load of it on there. Okay, right guys, um, I'm going to leave you with that and I will see you tomorrow. Uh, you can get on touch with, in touch with me um, on karen.vanderhoven at turnerschools.com. You take care and stay gorgeous. Bye now.